you like a space probe? Boop. Boop. And we're live. Welcome to the WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a lot of great topics for you today, including Microsoft's $68.7 billion bid so close. for Activision Blizzard. Almost there. So close. In oh, other nice. news, Lenovo is vendor locking the chips in their ThinkCenter PCs, which sounds really bad, but it's way worse. Yay! What else we got this week, Luke? Uh, Twitter allows, you know, NFT, I can't even find the topic, NFT profile pictures, and it makes them a different shape and stuff, and everyone's making fun of people for it, and it's hilarious. Um, also, planes are trying to stop 5G from yeah. being, like, near airports and stuff. Yeah, because they got Bill Gates stuck in their wiring. Yeah. They got the microbots. Yeah. They got all the microbots. They're raining down from the sky. They're getting... The microbots that they drop in the chemtrails are having a lot of issues with micro, 5G. Microbots, 5G, chemtrails. Yeah. Rolling intro. <laughs> People would be like, what podcast is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. The show is brought to you today by MechanicalKeyboards.com, FreshBooks, and C-Sonic. All right, why don't we jump right Let's into go. the big topic? Luke and I, yes. we were gaming last night, and we were both, some of us made a more earnest effort than others. We wow. were both trying to not talk about this because we wanted to save it for the show. So we are fresh. We are fresh coming out of learning about the news of Microsoft's $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Luke, pro or... Actually, I think I already know the answer because I saw the thumbnail and James came and independently talked to both of us about how we feel about it. How could you possibly support this move? I'm excited. I was You're excited. So, I was so hoping that you were going to be against it so that we could fight about it. Because I was like, this will, this will be such a boring show if we're both on the same side. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go this indeed. Let's go, let's go take Luke out back. Let's Pokemon go to the polls. Put him down <laughs> because clearly he's gone senile. He's Speaking about putting down, I have to get the joke out now. Someone in Flowplane chat, I don't remember exactly how they worded it, which is why I have to say it now. But they say $68.7 I don't know about you, but I 68.7 with my girlfriend. Okay. I mean, that's it, the one I wanted to say before the show. It rounds up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. It's almost there. It's almost nice. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they they bought Activision Blizzard at ninety five dollars per share. After the announcement, the shares went up to eighty four dollars. So it's still a premium on that. Uh, okay. This would bring Microsoft's total number of studios to thirty two. Yeah, wow. That's quite a few. That's kind of crazy. That's here's a, a little here's a little screen cap of uh there it is. That's that's Microsoft's Xbox first party studios. Wow. Mojang, Obsidian, Bethesda, Zenimax, 343, Sledgehammer. I don't think Blizzard. this really even has no, everything. No, this doesn't this isn't even everything. Yeah. Like, it just says Blizzard here. Like, 
yeah, okay. How many teams are there at Blizzard? Like this, this quantity does not fully represent um, Microsoft's. Footprint. Well, it's, it's still a studio, right? Yeah, Blizzard is one studio. Sure, they made the font a little bigger, but, but still, <laughs> a lot. A lot of other companies would have it under multiple studios. So yeah, it's it's not very representative of everything. Everything. There's also some studios in here like Toys for Bob. Um, that, as far as my understanding goes, over the last little while have been mostly relegated to just like a Call of Duty support studio um, that theoretically under Microsoft will go back to making games. Yeah, um, okay. Which is which is cool. Well, carry on. You still haven't really given me a super okay. compelling so reason to core think this is a good fundamentals game. of my side, I guess. Fine. Because the whole idea is pretty simple, right? Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard. That includes sure. King, obviously. A lot of people are calling it ABK these days because King makes so much freaking money that they should probably be included in Candy the game. Candy Crush! Um, someone had to buy them, is kind of my stance. Almost everything that they have has been declining. There's sexual harassment stuff like crazy. I'm really pissed that Bobby Kotick is a part of the deal and he's actually coming. I wish they were just getting rid of him. Um, it sounds like he is maybe either planning an out within, I, this is entirely rumor to be very clear. Mm -hmm. There are informed people, whatever the heck that means, um, saying that he could be planning it out within two years unless he's pivoting to like their like, uh, consultancy advisory person for Microsoft's push into the metaverse, whatever the heck that even means. Okay, so one of those um, uh, ceremonial, symbolic types of yeah. titles. Who knows, though, what, what's going to happen there? I just hope that they get rid of them um, because that would be awesome. There's, there's a big clash that is, I think, inevitably going to happen. Um, Microsoft has consumed a lot of studios recently. We thought we saw the Bethesda, ZeniMax, ID, mm -hmm. Mojang before that. Mojang before that. Traditionally, they don't fire people when they do that. Mm -hmm. They bring people on, and they bring studios on, and they let them just sit there and keep doing their thing, and everything's okay. They've been very nice and clean that way. I almost hope that they are not this time. Um, Activision Blizzard has been going through this thing lately, where they are kind of cutting out some rot. There's been all this like sexual harassment and, and just bad play General and toxicity, and bad sure. toxicity, all this bad things. And I don't think they're done. And I don't necessarily know that they will be done by the time this deal is closed. And Microsoft has a very open, inclusive, just better work environment and culture. And I hope that those clash and Activision Blizzard gets cleaned up by this acquisition. Um, I, I do not hope that the good people working there get axed, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but I hope the bad people that are working there get axed. Um, but yeah, I think it was somewhat inevitable that there was going to be either um, a falling out of the studios or someone was going to buy them or something. And when you look at the list of alternatives, I think that Microsoft was good. Okay, who is the list of alternatives? Hit me. Uh, potentially, uh, what, what are they even called? The Chinese, Tencent. Okay. Who already, I believe, owned a decently significant part of the company. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, with the way that China's cracking down on gaming, I, I don't know if that would have been in the cards, but, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, they might be looking, you know, long, long, long term. And, and Tencent owns studios that very, very much, folk, like, I don't think Activision Blizzard counts as this necessarily, but Tencent owns at least part of certain studios that very much focus on just the Western market not china 
Mm-hmm. So they're, they're an investment thing. They're yeah, not necessarily. Um, I, I mean, there really isn't many because there isn't that many places that are going to have $70 billion um, of just like free money that they can pay in cash for some company. Um, sure. So, it, I, I mean, it's like Tencent. I, d- I don't know if they have the money, um, but yay. I don't think they'd have the money. No, though. that'd be more of a merger. Yeah. Uh, and then there's there's other potential companies talking about like Google, Netflix, actually, Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, because all those companies are trying to get into like subscription gaming models. Sure. But Google in particular has demonstrated that they don't seem to have the, the commit level to no. spend that kind of money on an acquisition. Amazon seems to want to kind of go. It's funny. It's almost like a grassroots approach where they're trying to start. They're trying to start their own new thing. IPs and stuff yep. on their own. Yeah. Um, so and no, no other company. Netflix, none of those yeah, companies. Netflix is sort of on the struggle bus right now. I don't think they're looking to spend. They're not going to do it. They have seventy billion. The only real option was Microsoft. Um. Okay. So basically, you're saying. I think the properties. It's a poo the, sandwich. Yes. But we had to eat it. Yeah. And this was the right member of the team to take that bite. Uh, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean Activision Blizzard is the poo sandwich. I mean, I, in my personal opinion, more consolidation in the gaming industry is a poo sandwich. I think this is terrible oh, yeah, it's for not gamers. Good. So on the one hand, yeah, Game Pass is great. Microsoft's generally more open approach to gaming this generation, things like uh, intergenerational controller compatibility, um, I think has sent a pretty good message. Microsoft has started to engage with the right to repair movement, for example. Yeah, sure, it's only on the sur- that cheap Surface laptop for students so far. More things. But hopefully that will, that will become a cultural shift at Microsoft. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things that Microsoft is doing really well. But if there's anything that history has ever taught us, it's that once a monopoly exists, it always, always, always screws you. Oh, yeah. So think about it, you guys. Microsoft is running out spending literally tens of billions of dollars on game studio and IP acquisitions right now in order to build out their their games as a service product right yeah they they said specifically that they're going to bring as many of these games as possible to game pass as soon as possible right that is clearly the goal and then the other side of the goal like yes they said oh we want to keep call of duty on playstation blah 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 we want interoperability yeah they didn't really say it that way right they said they will honor current contracts so that's a big problem because all of a sudden now we're taking what was becoming kind of a positive thing we we have a lot of cross play these days Um, the gaming community is as big as it has ever been and it feels like we are opening up a door to go backwards here where it's pretty much xbox and windows or gtfo and you got to give credit to valve you got to give credit to gabe newell and his team for seeing the writing on the wall here like how long ago did they start working on SteamOS? Yeah, a long time. Five, six, yeah. seven, eight. Like, we don't even know when Valve started working on what would be eventually become the Steam Deck. Because Steam Machines was, what, like five years ago? And obviously that didn't just start up overnight. Yeah. Um, it's very likely around that time frame. Like that. seeing that, that, that looming Someone, specter of a Microsoft Monopoly coming that long ago, kind of incredible. Someone brought up... Uh, where did it go? No. 
Someone said there after this acquisition, I don't remember exactly where it is, but they said after this acquisition, Microsoft will still be third, uh, will be third still behind Sony. It's like, yes, and the reason why you know that is because Microsoft has told you that multiple times um, because they don't want to get slapped with antitrust. So they're trying to be like, guys, 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 we're still not the biggest. We're still not the biggest. It's not a monopoly. Ah. But they're, they're, Microsoft has always been very happy to consume things around them. I'm not saying like, oh, Microsoft is amazing. I'm so happy that they're buying this. I think this is, um, out of a list of bad endings, probably one of the least bad. In the midterm. But in the long term, I think this is terrible for gamers. In the long term, Microsoft is absolutely a cloud-first company going forward. Oh, yeah. And we've had experiences with that. I mean, just last night, we couldn't get into a Halo Infinite multiplayer game. Why? Because we couldn't connect to the Microsoft server. Oh, yeah. I'm highly concerned about multiplayer. Gaming, gaming had a solution to that 20 years ago. It was called community servers. And they this didn't all not, go down at the same time. This is not worse Blizzard's current goal with Diablo on Xbox. What one is it? Uh, I don't remember which Diablo it is, but if it, if it didn't call home for a certain amount of time, you wouldn't be able to play it anymore. Yeah. So like it's, it's not Blizzard was already just as evil or more evil in all of these ways. So like, I don't, I don't think it's becoming a lesser of those evils. By becoming part of Microsoft. Okay, that's fair. Blizzard was already horrible. Blizzard, yes. And that's why I'm more okay with this. I think they actually become less horrible because of this. I would rather they were under someone else. No one else that would be better has $70 billion in cash to spend on something like this. And probably because they're not as horrible, which is why they don't have that much money in the bank. Ah... <laughs> uh. All right, I feel like you've I feel like you've come around to me a little bit. Okay, Dark Jackie says uh, Blizzard servers go down regularly. So what's the difference? The point is not an it's outage. Not, uh, the yeah. point is the single point of failure. The point is that the whole thing's going to be running on Azure or whatever it is that Microsoft's running it on in the back end. It's going to be really bad. And that it's when it's down, it's down for everyone with community servers, with the old way that we used to do multiplayer. It was almost like, I kind of feel like in another five or 10 years, someone's going to come around and they're going to reinvent the concept of multiplayer server hosting. Servers. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be basically it's huge. It's going to be huge. No way, dude. It, this it, is crazy. It'll never go down. And it's like peer to peer and it's distributed and it's super resilient. <laughs> it's Defy Networking. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's someone, someone, I've talked on this show about how rough multiplayer is with Microsoft right now. Yeah. How like multiplayer in Forza is like basically not even a thing because it's so brutal. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, it's a problem. Someone tweeted out, I meant to bring it onto the show, but I forgot. I don't know if I screenshot, did I screenshot it? I might have screenshot it. Um, but they, they said like the editing software that they were using wouldn't work because the Windows store was down. It couldn't call home through the Windows store. Um, like there's, there's definitely negative things. I'm, I'm very concerned about, uh, what is going to become the state of multiplayer for a lot of these games if they try to run it through Microsoft, um, Microsoft on, on PC, I should say. Um, it's cause it's just, it's, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. I like Christopher M's topic here. This is actually something I was thinking and then totally forgot about because you put me under your spell with your blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> uh, hate that Activision gets bought out when they're in the decline. Why can't we just let them sink or swim? Like, just 
fine. Fine. If they if they suck and this wasn't sustainable they're not anymore. Sink. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. They're not going to sink. It's not going to happen. They have King. They have Cod. And yeah, Blizzard's dying. But they have like the King and Cod by themselves are just massive. They're not going to sink. Yes, they were doing worse. Yes, their share prices went down, but their yep. share price was no longer going down. And like all their games are in decline, but they're they're too big. They're not going to sink. They have so much money. Uh, but yeah, it was it was Moore's Law is Dead, a YouTube channel. And he tweeted, I'm sorry to report that today's video will be delayed due to Microsoft Store going down and my editing app's license being tied to the store. Like, <laughs> what? That's so brutal. Um, things I am excited about. There are very negative things, right? Like I'm very concerned about the state of multiplayer moving forward. Yep. I'm very concerned about uh, the PC side of things with uh, uh, um, being tied into the Microsoft Store, being tied into Xbox multiplayer features, being yep. tied into anything like that. That is all a massive concern because they are they are worst in class in all of those things. I think Ubisoft, I think Origin uh, or EA, whatever. I think Steam. All of those platforms, Epic Games, all of those platforms do multiplayer, friends lists, invites, lobbies. They do all of that stuff massively, massively better than Microsoft does. Yeah. And it's actually like... It's kind of embarrassing. Pathetic. It's yeah. very embarrassing, very pathetic, the state that Microsoft's uh, multiplayer stuff is at. I mean, we had me, you, and your brother. And between the three of us, it took like a solid two minutes to figure out how to get Rich into the multiplayer lobby. Yep. That's em yeah, it's embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing. It's, and, and like okay, so lots of negatives, massive consolidation in the gaming industry, that's really bad. Multiplayer stuff, really bad. Lots of very glaring negatives. One potential positive side of things is Microsoft's multifaceted um expertise. Mhm. Mm Operating systems, manufacturing, sure, etc. um could bring back old old IPs that are under this gaming studio that have just been rotting mm -hmm. like guitar hero and a bunch of other games that could be interesting. That could be cool. Um, exclusive to Xbox probably, or at least exclusive to game pass. I'm sure Microsoft would, would be, would be wetting themselves. Is game pass on PlayStation? Do you know? No, not now, but I'm sure that's, I, I'm pretty sure they've even talked about that being an ultimate goal at some point in the future. And once you once you do that, the PlayStation is essentially an Xbox. Essentially. Well, they've they've been trending towards computers. We've been talking about that for years. Yep. Consoles are becoming just more and more like just computers you put on your TV. I I I still hate it for all the reasons that I already said. I think that a duopoly is or I guess we at least have a triopoly, although Nintendo it's like you've got their own ship. Yeah, you've got Microsoft and Sony kind of duking it out in the ring, right? You know, like if we use a boxing match analogy, and then Nintendo's just like kind of they're outside of the arena. You they're like the, in a park the, and you know, they're playing with little like trucks and they're like. <laughs> You know when this you go to a fine. hockey game and they're, they're like a like a kids hockey game, sure. And there's always like the kids on the ice that are playing and being serious and all that kind of stuff. And then there's like the brothers of a few kids on the ice that are just like messing around behind the behind the seats playing hockey in the back. That's Nintendo. Yeah, yeah they're just they just, <laughs> they're playing with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> in all the right ways. So um, a duopoly then is better than a monopoly. And right now, I I, I mean I I didn't believe it even a year ago. Uh, but 
Sony is on the ropes. I don't see how they come back from this. They literally cannot afford. They cannot afford to build a competitor to Game Pass in a reasonable amount of time, mm -mm. especially if Microsoft is running out buying every game studio that matters. Now, the real nail that Microsoft could put in the coffin of any potential competition is if they start to give game developers some kind of reasonable work-life balance. If Microsoft could actually change the culture of the gaming industry through the subscription model, right, through that, that constant recurring revenue model, if they could actually shift that, it would be impossible to recruit talent away from Microsoft at that point. Yeah. Um, how many people are subscribed to game Xbox Game Pass? I don't know if they've listed numbers. 25 million. Have they? Okay, there you they, go. Well, they announced at this acquisition point. Mm -hmm. So th this, this post is from three days ago because I remember Phil Spencer said... And I didn't remember the exact number, but I thought it was yeah. 24, 25. He said we have 25 million subscribers. Which gives you some idea of what a long game they're playing. Because at like 10 to $15 a month or whatever, that's sure, it's a lot of money. It's, you know, 30 something million dollars a month. But think about trying to pay off $70 but, billion. Yeah, think about that. paying off a $70 billion debt. At that point, you're not making a sensible business transaction from an investment standpoint. Um, you'd be better off putting that $70 billion in a GIC, you know, like in terms of when you're going to get a return on it. What you're buying is no competition, essentially. So that's terrifying. You know, when you, when you look at a deal like this and you go, yeah, there's no, there's no obvious, um, there's no obvious ROI on this. Now, obviously Blizzard is going to contribute games passes. Game pass is not the, the be all and end all of the revenue that they'll get through the Activision Blizzard deal. They no. make, they make their own money through the play store, through the app store, uh, with King and obviously on Blizzard's own IPs and, and, and all that good stuff. But this is a, a long, long return, no matter how you slice it. Oh, <sighs> uh, Invisible yeah, I, Ray says, oh, go ahead. I do think if they if they move titles like um, like Call of Duty and stuff, if they start allowing that those types of things on Game Pass, I think that's massive subscriber numbers that will come in because of that. Yeah, um, that's fair. If they move already subscription model games, which I think the only one Activision Blizzard has is WoW. But if they move things like that to Game Pass, that's an auto like if. You just moved like four million people, or how many? You can how many people still pay for WoW? Yep. Which I don't think we know. I don't think they've published numbers in a long time. Um, draft subscribers, but you'd have to think that if they're the latest WoW subscriber count for 2021 shows 4.74 billion. Uh, sorry. Wait, what? I have no idea. For yeah, 4.74 million. Um, so that, that would be automatically tacked on. So that just wow would bring them to 30 million Game Pass subscribers if they added it to Game Pass, which you don't necessarily know that they would. But will. that also assumes that all of those people do not already have Game Pass. True. Which they might. Fair. So then you might be just giving away revenue. But there's definitely going to be a lot of that, especially I think with the console-focused games like COD. I think you're going to have a lot of people that already have Game Pass. Yep. But. So I think we've kind of exhausted what we have to say about that. Um, Invisible Ray did say they are Linus. Sony's releasing this year, apparently. It's called Project Spartacus. Uh, yeah, so Sony will have a Game Pass competitor. The problem is that with what games on it? Yeah. 
compared to all the studios that Microsoft is snapping up? I mean, as crazy as it sounds, Nintendo may be the only one who's positioned to compete, and their cloud gaming services are is even worse than Microsoft's. Are awful, worse than everyone. Is yeah. there anyone who does it worse no. than Nintendo? Nope. I, I I mean I just I don't know if I can think of a company that is more hostile towards its users than no. Nintendo. I don't even I don't even think I always forget that they have an online service. To be honest. Yeah, like the whole thing where you can't uh, you can't back up your save files unless you pay them a monthly fee. There's an SD card sitting in the unit, and they will not allow you to put your save files on it so that you will pay for Nintendo Online. Are you kidding me? So if you're to, through no fault of your own, if your Switch dies and you didn't happen to have Nintendo's backup service, that's it. It's just gone. Isn't that unbelievable? Just gone. It's because they hate you. That's the only explanation that I can come up with for it because there's no other reason. <laughs> it, just brutal. Yeah, Jaden said Microsoft made uh, original Xbox out of fear of Sony dominating the living room. Their monopolistic tendencies are present in everything they do. Sure, yeah, fair enough. But one monopoly is not better than another more different monopoly. Come on. Because <laughs> Microsoft has such a, a, a warm and cuddly history, right? Oh, no, I think he was saying... Oh, the other Micros way? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. What, what, was, what was this? Uh, just I, I think Jaden was just saying Microsoft shows their monopolistic hand in everything that they do. Oh, oh, I thought you said uh, M Microsoft was responding to Sony having. I sorry, I, I must have just that's, tuned out. That's for a why there. they made the original Xbox. Oh, is essentially I see. what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Microsoft riding in on a white horse to save us. <laughs> I'm from saving the living room. Big now scary. the whole living room is mine. Isn't everyone happy? <laughs> big scary monopoly. I mean, to be clear, Sony's <laughs> awful. Remember Memory Stick. Like, hey, there's these uh, there's these flash memory standards that work in everything. Compact flash, secure digital. What's that? Memory stick. It costs way more for no reason. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go to go to hell, Sony. Uh, I mean, to be clear, it's not like Sony is winning. Oh, it's hard to say when literally everything is sold out. But Sony's winning this console generation, aren't they? They are winning in terms of actual console sales, if I recall correctly. I think the Xbox Series S has been sort of tepid, and the Series X doing great, but supply constrained. Yeah, uh, they're still selling PS4s faster <laughs> than they can make enough consoles. Like it's that's kind of crazy. But I think if the supply was there, though, because before the supply problems, Sony was already winning. So I think if the supply was there, Sony would be winning this current console generation. Yeah, that's fair enough. And at least they actually do have, you know, some exclusives. I mean, that's one way that they won't go completely irrelevant, you know, but I just, I, I, I in the long term, I just don't see how it's going to, I don't see how it's going to be even a duopoly anymore. Yeah, pretty brutal. Why don't we jump into our next big topic of the day? We have a non-zipper hoodie. Dun, 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 dun. Ah. LTT logo. Oh, here, I should go on your screen if you wanna if you wanna go to the thing. The best part about it though is of course the graphic on the back. Oh yeah. It's a blown up CPU. Cool, right? I got it. Excuse me. Uh, Lloyd did this one up and I think that he did a great job of it. The hoodie is the same French Terry. Sorry. The best part about it, though, is what is that? I don't know. 
What's, I think it's playing through though. What speakers? Are oh, those? it's my screen. I'm watching it. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, there we Got go. Got it. Uh, the best part is the design on the back. I think Lloyd did an absolutely bang up job of that. Now, something to note about this hoodie is if you order it, um, we it's going to take anywhere between one to two weeks for us to take all the orders. We're doing it kind of as a drop. So we need to take all the orders and print them to order, which means that I don't know if it's going to be a continuing skew because these blanks are based on the same French terry material as our WAN hoodie. Um, they're super comfortable as long as you don't mind the French terry texture. By the way, if you bought one of these before and you don't like the texture, definitely wash it a few times because it softens up a lot. And what I like about it is that it's really breathable compared to fuzzy interiors and it doesn't pill so like two years down the line it'll still be exactly the same feel on the inside and you won't get that uh, that pilling mm -hmm. so it's our blank hoodie which means it has like um our own orange ltt label on the inside but other than that it has no um like no just pre-done branding on it whatsoever so it's all just the printing which is done at the same local canadian shop that does our t-shirts we're really excited about them so you guys can can go check those out anytime you want, lttstore.com. I would do it quickly, though, because like I said, I don't know if this is going to be an ongoing design uh, or if this is just going to be uh, a one and done. We haven't decided yet. I guess it kind of depends how it goes. All right. Why don't we jump into our actual next big topic? Lenovo, vendor locking Ryzen chips in ThinkCenter PCs. Lenovo is taking fire after news broke that their ThinkCenter M75Q Tiny Gen 2 is locking the CPUs installed in the machine. This is being done through AMD's Platform Secure Boot, an optional enterprise-level feature that seeks to improve security. So basically what happens is that the CPU gets locked to that PC's firmware key by fuses that are set at the factory. Ugh. If that key changes, like firmware modification, PSB will trip disabling the PC. This prevents remote firmware attacks or tampering between the factory and the customer. Um, firmware keys are common across given model PCs and motherboards, so CPUs tend to be interchangeable as long as that firmware doesn't change. So this is to make sure that a mobile swap doesn't also require a new CPU, which could be very costly in the data center. The problem, that the process is destructive. As PSB works today, the CPU will never work again once the fuse is blown. That is insane. Especially during a chip shortage. The bigger problem, <laughs> it's enabled by default on Lenovo's entire AMD Pro line, including desktops, effectively making them Lenovo-only CPUs. So if a PC recycler or a tinkerer down the road tries to reuse or resell or salvage in some way that CPU, put it in some other system, it will never work again. That's right. It is bound to that craptastic Lenovo motherboard for life. What do they mean enabled by default? Can you disable it? That I don't know. Because it sounded like a hardware thing. I didn't think it was something that would be enabled or disabled. Uh, replacing the CPU on one will pop up a scary warning on boot asking if you want to lock the CPU to the machine. <sighs> wow, that's crazy. So Intel does have a similar functionality in the management engine, but it's in the chipset, not the CPU. Uh, AMD CPUs are able to run a standalone SoC, so theirs is on die instead. So processors with PSB include Ryzen Pro, Threadripper Pro, and Epic. So consumer Ryzen is incompatible with this feature and therefore unaffected. But 
Um, I guess the question becomes, is AMD's... Because honestly, you can't just blame Lenovo for this. It's horrible that they're enabling it by default, and that needs to not be a thing so that it is not bound there. But, I mean, why is AMD building a feature that just bricks CPUs like this in the first place? That's horrible. That is, uh, is, that is pretty true. Is this anti-consumer or is it just half-baked? Did they just screw up? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time AMD just like kind of <laughs> had an idea and then just completely... Didn't execute properly? Yeah, like flummoxed the... I mean, that's not the right use of that word, but just completely screwed up the implementation. I think it's that. Um, I think they saw like a security intention and then just didn't think about it properly and were like, yeah, just blow it up. Just make it go boom. During a chip shortage, let's just destroy things for fun. They they can't reuse it. Don't let them do that. Don't let them tinker. It's like the opposite of right to repair. Yeah, it's really awful. <laughs> Little tone deaf, AMD. Wrong time. Not yeah, good. really bad timing. Okay. Uh, how much e-waste is this going to generate is another one of our discussion questions for this one. Honestly, hopefully not that much. Um, the issue is just that a lot of the ways to get a deal, right? Like picking up an old Optiplex on eBay, mm -hmm. uh, swapping out the power supply, swapping out the GPU, turning it into uh, a budget gaming rig. Or uh, and particularly Xeons, like getting old Xeons, overclocking them, turning them into capable little gaming systems. As more and more of these kinds of tools and functionalities get built into these products, it, those, those kinds of accessible ways for people without a lot of money to get their hands on some kind of gaming experience are going to disappear. And that really sucks because I'm at a stage in my life where I can afford to buy a brand new gaming computer if I really feel like it. But I wasn't always. And... And you a lot gotta, of people aren't. And a lot of people aren't. And so taking away the ways that people who don't have a lot of money have to get their hands on something, like it already wasn't the fastest thing. You can sell the new fast thing by it just being newer and faster. Why do you have to, why do you have to cripple the old stuff? Can we all just stop, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that'd be great. The used market has been rough. It's been... It's been the worst time in, in either of our lives to buy computer components at all um, and making it so that some of them go boom if you try to mess with it uh, is not good. Don't do that. Uh, Gremlin Injector says, do you really think the product managers fly by the seat of their pants? There are too many controls in the product management process to, prov uh, uh, I think to allow gaffes like this. I'm a PM at a Fortune 500. Can't imagine something like this happening. Uh, I mean, not every company is smoothly run, even if it's really big and does a lot of revenue is all I really have to say about that, I think. Yeah, your Fortune 500 isn't necessarily the same as all the other ones. Yep. I mean, we, we, we hear about some of the just utterly bananas stuff that was happening at Activision Blizzard. Like, they were an enormous company. Yeah, there, yeah, that's a fantastic example. There, there's some crazy stuff. If you want to go back to that WAN show, people, oh, man, yeah. You want to talk about <laughs> ill-managed things and, like, intense levels of, of uh, oversight. Like, trigger uh, alert, didn't they have a room called, like, the, um, I don't remember what the room was called. What's his but name? It was awful. Comedian. Uh, oh, Cosby. Yeah, Cosby Suite. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like 
What? There was a, continuing the trigger alert, I guess, there was a, a lady who was almost driven to suicide because she was getting harassed about a picture of her private parts um, on a trip with a coworker, and that coworker brought, like, if I remember correctly, like condoms and lube and all this kind Great. of stuff. I uh, wasn't and the like, coworker also she like knew about boss? it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like power issues there with that. And like it was just all apparently she did commit suicide. Oh, great. Brilliant. Oh, that doesn't make it better. Yeah. So uh hey. Yeah. Not everything's squeaky clean. Even if there's a lot of money going especially through. Especially Activision Blizzard. Yeah. In fact, especially sometimes if there's a lot of money going through it. Yep. Uh speaking of money, uh the show is brought to you by dun, 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 mechanicalkeyboards.com. Their goal is to be the largest dedicated source for mechanical keyboards while also being a resource to learn about keyboard culture. Luke, 10 years ago, would you have thought keyboard culture would be a word that you would ever hear said ever? Uh, 10 years ago? Uh, within my extremely small circle of hyper nerds? Yes. Not outside of that. Okay. At mechanicalkeyboards.com, you can learn the difference between switches and about what layout is right for you. You can then buy all sorts of components or fully assembled keyboards. They offer free shipping within the United States of A, and you can use code LTT at mechanicalkeyboards.com or at the link down below. It doesn't say what you get. Maybe that's the free shipping code. I have no idea, but make sure you enter that code because you'll get something. Watch, watch this be the most successful like shout out like call to action that we've ever done because we don't say what the code does it's and people just want to know what it does it's kind of like a loot box yeah uh fresh books FreshBooks is the easy-to-use accounting software that helps you run your business. It's made for freelancers and small business owners who don't have time to waste on invoicing, accounting, and payment processing. You can impress your clients with professional-looking invoices that detail the work you've done and save many hours a week thanks to its ability to help you streamline and automate pesky admin tasks like time tracking, following up on invoices, and expense tracking. With their intuitive dashboard and reports, it's easy to see at a glance exactly where your business stands and even easier to turn everything over to your accountant come tax season. Over 24 million people have used FreshBooks and they have an award-winning support team so you're never alone. So save yourself time by trying FreshBooks for free for 30 days, no credit card required at freshbooks.com slash when. Finally, the show is brought to you by Seasonic. Thank you, Seasonic, for sponsoring today's WAN show. Seasonic's Prime TX1000 power supply is a great choice for high-performance system featuring an 80-plus titanium efficiency rating. That means less power gets wasted during power conversion and a fully modular cable interface along with hybrid fan control, meaning that it'll be super quiet um, when the fan is spinning and even silent when it's under low loads. It comes with a 12-year warranty and you can learn more on seasonic.com or at the link down below. So, Someone in chat, um, just to derail, was talking about the blow-up processor thing and they're like, I don't understand how they missed this, but in high security environments, like, I would want something like that. I don't think we're necessarily upset that it can potentially exist at all. No. They're running it on the entire line of, of pro like products. We're, we're talking, you know, Jeff in accounting or Nancy in, you know, receiving or whatever, just having a workstation, right? Like we're talking Ryzen Pro, not not necessarily Threadripper. I mean, even, even, in a, even you know... Josie in the editor. in the animation department, sure. right? Like there is no reason that those stations should have the CPU and motherboard effectively fused 
to each other, right? We we don't like soldered CPUs, so we shouldn't like CPUs that are digitally soldered. It's this, it's effectively the same thing. <laughs> yes, Jordan, I will check out the remastered version of Final Fantasy VI when it releases on PC. I'm excited. But I also love the what, what, what's what's the name of the the guy that did the original translation? I think it has a lot of character, and I, I I don't know. It's hard for me to revisit games from my childhood and see things just sort of change that feel arbitrary. It might be more true to the original intent, but that was my childhood. Don't mess with my childhood. Yeah, I honestly haven't been that interested in remasters. The only remasters that I'm interested in are for games that I have never played before. Yeah, I've that's already a, played it. Like I know it's not going to look the greatest, and I know the controls are going to be kind of weird, and that's what I'm used to because that's what I remember. So it's fine. It's a it's a great way to introduce like my kids to things that yes. I loved. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they they just they just can't handle the crappy graphics on on some things, but for me to go back and re enjoy them, like I'm I'm replaying Final Fantasy Tactics because I fired it up as part of my uh, Ioneo uh, 2021 Pro review because I was like you know firing up emulators on it. I want to see what kind of battery life you might get out of um, like a, a relatively low powered game. Anyway, I wanted to play like to a battle where I could actually have control of all the characters. So if we wanted to get B-roll showing, I, I am now 11 hours in. <laughs> <laughs> that game is so good. <laughs> if you haven't played Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, I actually haven't. You've never played Tactics? No. You should stream it. Yeah. You'll you'll need help from you the said stream. It's on PC. Yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics. Is it on PC? I mean, everything's on PC. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, right. Anyway, that's a game that has just like atrocious translation because it was at a time that the RPG Perfect. RPG genre in general had not taken off in North America to nearly the same degree that it has now. And in particular, tactics games had not taken off basically at all in North America. So I feel like it didn't really get the same degree of polish that even a title from that time would normally. So there's this character, Agrius, who has a has uh, like this this move that she does with her sword or whatever. It's called Stasis Sword. So it, it does damage in a cross uh, pattern and it has a chance to cast stop on any something. of the targets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, effectively. And so she goes, life is short, Barry, like B-U-R-Y. It's like clear. I don't know how this happens. Obviously supposed to be life is short, very, as she like kills you. <laughs> Some of, some of the old school translators for games used to take so many liberties too. Like I don't remember what game it is, but he just snuck in like uh like uh names of band members of different bands that he liked and like different lyrics from their songs <laughs> into this game. It was so epic. There's a whole video on like how this guy like really didn't follow the original trans like what the translation should have been like at all and was just co-oping the whole thing to basically be about this band that he liked. <laughs> And it got published and no one really noticed because, like, I don't know. Why would you? Wow, what game is this? I don't remember. 
It was oh, uh, there was a series on YouTube that I watched a long time ago. I wouldn't know how to find it again, but it was about just like funny old video game translations, and that one came up. Uh, oh, this is great! Trickman 01, son of a submariner. Yeah, that's a that's a great line from son of a submariner from a Bill something. I forget his name, but he was the <laughs> translator for Final Fantasy VI, the original release on Super Nintendo. <laughs> okay. So good. Uh, what are we supposed to even be talking about right now? Should we do a merch messages break? Um, and then go back to topics after? Just do like 10 of them and then go back yeah, to let's topics? Yeah, do, let's do a handful that are not just about, do you guys have more stock of things coming to the store or whatever, sure. like yeah. discussion topics. Do that at the end. Uh, there's a question about GPU SAG. Uh, Justin H. says, I have an MSI Gaming X Trio 3070 Ti, and I would like to know the best way to stop GPU SAG. The bracket that comes with it is awful and doesn't work. Um, a new bracket or arm? Man, yeah. The only thing you can really do to stop GPU sag outright is some cases have adapters so you can vertically mount them. They, oh, won't, yeah. they won't sag if you do that. Yeah. Um, you can also 3D print. I think you can buy them, but 3D printing, it might make more sense if you know anyone with a 3D printer, but you could just 3D print a thing to hold it up. I'm sure you'd find something on Thingiverse for like an adjustable little, you know, retention arm thing you could just screw a thing in there and hold it in place it won't be the prettiest thing ever but it's a lot better than having strain on the card which frankly is not it's not going to break it it's just ugly so if you're fixing it for aesthetics with a solution that is not aesthetically pleasing it could be that the cure is worse than the disease so it's kind of up to you uh, another one that just came in from Tony D is, I bought this just to ask does Linus know sign language looked like he was uh, signing on the old stream about getting the volt and destroying the lambo uh so i have a family member who is hard of hearing and uh, was a teacher of the deaf growing up and so a lot of the time we actually had a, a foster kid as well who was deaf so i am functional in american sign language which is to say that uh, if I was dropped into a, 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 a deaf convention, for example, I would be able to order food and I'd be able to find a bathroom and I'd be able to carry on uh, basic conversations with people. Type of conversations. But yeah. I'm I'm far from far from fluent. I'm really out of practice. Uh, at my peak, I translated this conference for my mom. It was like some kind of teaching conference, and my brain i don't think i've ever been that mentally exhausted before i, I don't think before or since i don't think i've ever experienced oh, wow. that kind of mental exhaustion i have a ton of respect for interpreters by the way um and that's i, I imagine listening and talking would actually be more difficult in a sense because as long as you're speaking manually you can kind of focus on what they're saying maybe more than if you're talking i don't know anyway tons of tons of respect for interpreters um yes canadians use asl uh, signed English is stupid. There, I said it. Uh, ASL is is the way to go. It's like an actual language. So there's that. Signed English is dumb because you just it's it has exactly the same grammatical structure as English. Oh no. Um, so you just sign a lot of unnecessary words. So in signed English, you might say I, and I don't know the signs for these things because they're stupid. But you might say I am. So you would sign again for that. Going to the store in asl you should just say you would just say um you know i'm going to the store going to the store that's it like it's very directional so they have they have like they have slang right too so uh this is an old one i don't know if anyone says this anymore but normally the sign for understand would be understand 
it's kind of like a light bulb going off sure. in your head. But you got stuff like understand. Because it's, it's a super directional language. Like, it's really different. When you're talking about a car, you don't just say, the car turned left. You just say, the car went left. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then sense. it crashed, yeah. and that was bad. You know, like, it just it has its own grammatical structure, so it's, sure. uh, it's way more legit. It's way more efficient. That makes sense. Okay, I just curated that one because I didn't catch it in time. So yeah, I'm I'm functional, but I I don't I wouldn't say that I speak it. And and yes, you would say speak sign language. By the way, fun fact. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's an English problem, but I don't know. Uh, what else we got? It's probably some more questions. Uh, hey, Linus and Jake. I have a living room setup and need a wireless keyboard, but tend to like the wired ones. Is it possible to mod a wired keyboard into a wireless one? Uh, yes. Yeah. Anything is possible if you believe in yourself enough. Yeah. It's a bit of a project, but definitely. Oh, my uh, goodness. These are coming in too fast. Uh, uh, Alexander L., you guys have inspired me to pursue my hobby as a political scientist. I have to ask, what reforms do you believe governments should implement in the tech space? Thank you for the amazing content that you guys provide. So net neutrality is an obvious one. Right to, right repair. to repair is an obvious one. The fact that those things are so obvious and yet there is so much opposition to them tells you about the power of lobbying. So this isn't a tech thing, but absolutely lobbying needs reform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd start there. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That's yeah. like your whole career. There you go. Yeah. You, if you achieve that in your lifetime, you will actually have a Wikipedia page. We'll know your name. Yeah. Good luck. Go for it. I wish you nothing but the best. Me too. What else we got? Uh, do you think Zen 4 chips will be worth upgrading to later this year? Oh, man. How could they, how could they not be? I mean, AMD has been absolutely firing in all cylinders. I've been I've been so excited to see what they're doing over the last four years. Uh, on the GPU side, nah, okay, maybe they've had some <clears throat> misfires, like the 6500 XT very recently. But on the CPU side, I think they've shown time and time again they have a really good roadmap, and I'm I'm absolutely jazzed. Uh, someone said this is this is not really a question, but it says, "Dear Luke, this is more troubleshooting for merch messages. Uh, you can leave merch messages uh, if you're signed in, but you cannot leave them if you use the Quick Pay option by typing in the Shop Pay verification code. That is a limitation of Shop Pay, um, oh. unfortunately. Okay, We're, we have some. I have an idea of how to potentially get around that in the future, but this has been a problem with with Shop Pay the entire time." Um, conclusion is that merch messages aren't isn't available at quick checkout yeah yeah um we want to eventually have uh, a notification that shows not just on the effectively checkout pages that says like hey they're live you can leave merch messages right and part of the idea is that maybe we can have it so that people add a merch message elsewhere on the site other right. than checkout or something i don't know but yeah right now that is a limitation with shop pay nathan does ltt have its own help desk uh oh where'd it go Help desk. Uh, its own proper IT help desk, uh, or is it uh, outsourced to a third party, or is it just done by someone there who's knowledgeable but does other duties? Uh, it's just done by someone here who's knowledgeable and has an, a different job. <laughs> we are getting to the scale though where we're not you that need one. We're not that far off of needing someone whose entire job is to 
make sure everyone's workstation has their antivirus and uh, upgrade people's RAM when they need it and all that kind of stuff because not everyone here is like a tech nerd anymore. So people might have other expertise that matters a lot more than their tech nerdiness. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's some, I just never thought we'd get there, but I guess we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting. That'll be a weird day. That'll be a, there will be a lot of expectations on that IT person. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> that might be a pretty uh, nerve-wracking job to apply for. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine having to come to my office and upgrade my computer <laughs> yeah. while I'm watching. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know, you could have used that keyboard shortcut. <laughs> Might have saved you some time. I mean, I am paying for this, right? I oh, would totally oh, I would totally behave oh, like that just to mess with them on their first day. If they take too long doing something <laughs> or seem like they don't know something, suggesting a video that you have on that topic. Right. <laughs> Did you even watch any of our videos before you applied here? <laughs> That's actually one of my favorites. I have pulled that line on people, and man, the deer in headlights look that I get. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Welcome to LG. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, goodness, no. that's funny. All right, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I know, I know, I'm a bad, bad person. Uh, Lucas, can you do a video about signal degradation when running PC slash monitor power cables alongside other data cables? Just did some wire management, and I swear one of my monitors is behaving weirdly. Also tell Luke he has good taste in names. I don't know if Luke has good taste in names. His mom, I guess you might agree with. The person's name is Lucas. Um, that's an interesting... I think that was my dad. That's actually an interesting video concept. How much power would we have to run alongside, say, an unshielded HDMI cable until we drop the signal? I wonder if there's different quality and shielding as well. If there's some like cheap, poorly shielded cables that you could get through. That really sounds like something that I would like the lab, the lab folks to, yeah, to figure out. Absolutely. Oh, this is the lttlabs.com uh, doc. A lot of that stuff I'm not ready to talk about yet. You could just slap it on the bottom so you can grab it later. Yeah. If, if I you could, don't have time If now. I can find it quickly, I would rather put it in here. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to do one more? Yeah, let me go find one. Uh, this is a question for you technically, but I'm sure you can answer it. Uh, hey, hi, Linus. Any word on the Tel Aviv videos coming soon or shelved or what? I know one of them I just approved a thumbnail for. Usually by the time I get sent a thumbnail for approval, it's pretty close to release, but I haven't seen it on the calendar yet. Uh, this got curated. Uh, thoughts on Bill Gates buying up so much land. Yeah. Have you seen that? Have we talked about that on when? I don't sure. think so. I've definitely seen it. I think I've talked to you about it before even. Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, from an investment standpoint, it's a smart play. From a uh, PR standpoint, it seems to run uh, contrary to a lot of the, the image that oh, he's yeah. trying to craft for himself. Definitely. I think his, his word on the subject is, well, that's like the investment fund that's managed by like those guys. I don't know. <laughs> okay yeah sure it's it's sure. mostly as far as my understanding goes specifically farmland as well yes. and a lot of it is being bought expecting a food shortage and he wants to be able to own everything that can produce in the case of a food shortage uh yeah basically the thing about land is they're not making more of it is sort of the the expression uh, <laughs> very cool yeah i mean there's a company working on extracting minerals from the moon so 
Okay, so they could maybe make They're a little try, bit... Trying to get to more land. A little bit more land. Fair yeah. enough. Measuring resistance to interference for shielded cables versus unshielded with, like... Hi. My son took my LTT water bottle, so I need a new one. Question. With the GPU shortage, do you think new game design will be less hardware demanding in short term? I don't think game design has been very hardware demanding. I, I think, the honestly, the main hardware demand that games have had for quite a while now is hard drives. Um, the, the, the whole idea of people having S pure SSD systems uh, went, I think, slightly up in flames when COD started getting to 200 gigs um, and other other games started following suit. Yep. Um, but a lot of games have been really easy to run for a long time. I saw a post from somebody not long ago saying like, oh, I'm still running, a, I think it was like a 1060. And they're like, I can play basically every modern game. You probably can't play Halo, yep. but you can probably play a ton of other stuff. And honestly, Halo's biggest problem is that it's just really poorly optimized. Um, but It is pretty though. It is. It is a pretty game but it's also yeah, it could it could, it could run a lot better and i just want every game to run like doom eternal yeah. if every game forever looked like doom eternal and ran like doom eternal pretty I'm solid yeah. i think that's good enough it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. an amazingly well-running game yeah I, and like and there's there's i i don't know like I, i'm sure <laughs> like valorant isn't exactly that hard to run a, a lot of modern launch games are not hard to run um it, Gaming companies have been aiming for attainable levels of performance for a very long time because they want to be able to sell to the most people, po most amount of people possible. Um, so as fun as it is to 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 see things like Star Citizen, that is not the norm, and I don't think that's going to change. All right, should we jump into one of our other main topics? AMD buries the lack of VRAM performance issues under the rug during the RX sixty five hundred. So funny XT launch. So funny. So funny. We we okay. We talk all the time, and we've been talking uh, about this mostly. I think since AMD did their like, uh, what was that advertising campaign? Like rebel against the big man. I don't even remember. Do you remember what that was? All the branding was like a riot. They had like people like at PAX. They had uh, paid actors essentially. It, they weren't hiding it. Like it was it was known, but yeah. they were walking around with protest signs like protesting against the big tech companies and stuff. They, they've been trying to position themselves as like on your side. Underdog. Underdog this whole time. And then they post, they make a post essentially marketing that four gigs of VRAM was not enough for gaming however long ago. I don't remember when. And then they release a card with four gigs of VRAM and they delete the post. <laughs> They're not on your side. They're just not, okay? Come on. Radeon 5500 XT, 1080p gaming performance. Uh, what does it say? Yeah, four gigs is gray, the gray bar. Eight gigs is the red bar. Available with eight gigs RAM. Yeah, bad. that's the way to go. Notice there's insufficient video memory for the selected settings. That's bad. Oh, man. Ah, oh, AMD. New card, four gigs of RAM. Uh, don't worry about that. It's it's, it's totally fine. It's totally, it's totally fine. fine. I mean, realistically, <laughs> yeah, it is totally fine. They probably shouldn't have talked about it like that before. And by totally fine, I mean functional. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not going to explode. Is it ideal? Like their processor. No. No, it's not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> it's not even cheap. Like, how am I supposed to defend this? I don't know. The, don't. the, the, the issue is... 
The value of anything, right, is determined by what your other choices are. So if your other choices are nothing, <laughs> then it's valuable. Then I guess it's a good deal. Yeah. So that's where we're at on this. It's in stock at, yeah, it's over MSRP. So the one that is at the 199 MSRP is out of stock. But there are three variants at 269. It is a graphics card that you can buy for a little over $250 that is capable of 1080p gaming. Is it a great value? No. Will you get texture pop-in issues? Yes. Will you experience stutter? Almost definitely. It's got a narrow 64-bit memory interface. I mean, going back to like the Radeon 9000 series, I am talking almost 20 years ago, right? Even then, like the, the, oh man, what was that? What, how far down did you have to go to find a 64-bit memory bus? It's like so bad. <gasps> yeah. So the specs are four gigs GDDR6, uh, 16 RDNA2 CUs at 2.8 to 2.9 gigahertz. At least it's like clocked high. Uh, it's the first GPU on TSMC's N6 node. So this is fresh production capacity, which might explain why it's actually still in stock. 16 megs of, megs of infinity cache. One of the bigger issues is the Gen 4x4 PCI Express interface. Do you know about this? So if you plug this thing into a PCIe Gen 3 or, heaven forbid, PCIe Gen 2 system because mm. you've got an older system and you just want a freaking basic card so you can play some freaking games, right? It could be running at literally one quarter the PCIe bandwidth that it is that that system is expecting because it's expecting a 16x interface and three quarters of the fingers are just not wired up yeah essentially yeah um now one of the articles that i read recently suggested that this gpu was not intended for the desktop it was intended for notebooks like mid-spec notebooks where the uh, the issues around their um, its video encoding and decoding capabilities weren't going to be a problem because they'd be paired with APUs that could take over that functionality. Um, it was also going to be beneficial to have a narrow uh, by four interface to the CPU because it's more power efficient. So yeah. I, I heard I heard actually what I thought was a pretty strong argument for the the reason this thing is stupid on the desktop it was it's never meant to be a desktop gpu which was uh i thought a pretty good take on it but it doesn't change the fact that amd did release it um and hide their own po their own old post and hid their own blog post so funny so the performance tanks by as much as half in our testing while others reported that it performed substantially worse than its predecessor the rx 5500 xt um when it was stuck with those four lanes running at Gen 3 speeds. In some games, uh, even in Gen 4 mode, it was worse than its predecessor, and same with the six-year-old RX 570. And Ma the RX 570 was like a $200 and change GPU. Max the Everything 7 on Floatplane said, I think the biggest reason for four gigabytes of VRAM uh, was to prevent Ethereum mining, since that currently requires 4.6 gigabytes. Um... I don't think that's the case. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. If that was the case, I think they would have said something. They did. They did say that. they did say that, yes. But I just don't know if I buy it. I think that <sighs> I think that it's I think one they're of just those, as happy to sell the miners as anyone else. Yeah, I'm not convinced that AMD cares at all. I'm not convinced that AMD cares. Give us this is 
not entirely fair, I guess, because I'm the one saying it. But did did uh, did AMD give us any cards for the Verified Actual Gamer program? Uh, AMD did. Did they? Yep, AMD Directly? did work with us. Yes, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Nvidia did not. Yeah, I knew that part. I didn't uh, think any vendor did. I thought it was all through third parties. But. Asus and MSI did. AMD worked with us directly through cool. a board partner. So I believe they were oh, Asus cards. Okay. But AMD yeah. secured the allocation for us, yes. Okay, cool. That's cool. Um, so yeah. here's a discussion question. Did AMD take down the VRAM article on purpose? Absolutely. Yes. There's no way that wasn't on purpose. It was like the night before the launch or something yeah, stupid like that. It's definitely on purpose. They should have taken it down like six months ago. Probably someone realized they were like going through the, the or collateral. Or taking it down and just owned it. From the last launch, right? Going through it in preparation for the new one. Hey, what can we copy paste? Oh, crap. <laughs> Probably something like that. Removing it is just so obvious, though. And I'm sure they've gotten more bad press about removing it than they would have gotten if they just left it up. But here's the thing. Is there a place for the RX 6500 XT? Does it suck? Yes. Is it cut down in ways that would have been inexcusable two years ago, a year ago even? Uh, yeah. Is there a place for it, though? This is my, this is my hot take. Yes. It's a card that you can actually buy. And the more people buy this card, the, the less demand there is gonna be for everything else because once you've got a card, once you're actually playing games, for most people, I realize I'm talking to my fellow enthusiasts right now. You guys go, what are you talking about? As soon as there's something new, I'm like, I'm looking at it. I can smell the hardware. I can smell the hardware in the air, right? Like, but most people are not like that. They get a new computer and that's it. They, that's their computer. So the more people pick up 6500 XTs, the more cards we get in the hands of gamers. And I was talking about something similar when we were discussing Arc Alchemist. Yeah. I don't care if it's the most power efficient. I don't care if it has the best performance. I don't care. I want cards in the systems of gamers so that the demand, this pent-up demand that is driving scalper prices higher and higher can be alleviated. That's what we need. Does it have a place? Yes. Its place is in gamer systems and... If the performance sucks and it won't sell for $350 or whatever scalpers are trying to get for it, because you can still buy it new for $270, if it makes its way back down close to MSRP, that will put pressure on the next card above it, which will put pressure on the card above that, which will put pressure on the card above that. That's competition, baby. We want it. So having anything, anything that people can actually buy is good. I wonder if there's a, been a measurable change in monitor buying habits since the chip shortage. Monitor buying habits? I mean, I've seen them be just like out of stock. Are like, monitors out of stock too? I mean, LG um, had a <sighs> whole had a whole thing where with their with that one millisecond IPS panel, they like just couldn't get enough of them or something. I, I don't know if they're still they were out of stock everywhere. I don't know if that's still the case, but um, I know Samsung seems to be pretty stoked with the pre-orders on that like weird monitor that they have. So, I, walking around Best Buy just before Christmas, you like couldn't even move because the whole floor was just filled with TVs, and the whole warehouse in the back was filled with TVs. So they had like overflow storage on the floor, and you could literally like it was actually hard to navigate around the store because they had so many darn TVs. Um, I haven't seen the the shortage hit display as much as i have hit other things but i'm not surprised it's hit it somewhat but i just wonder like if you're looking forward knowing like there's a giant question mark next to when you're going to be able to get your next gpu upgrade reasonably like are you really trying to push like super high refresh rate displays super high resolution displays well that's the thing is they're making lots of gpus it's just that you're just not getting them though. yeah the demand is not 
the demand is has been high. Yeah. I I mean I do think that as many people as ever are putting GPUs in their gaming systems. Like they have ramped production in order to accommodate miners and miners have been buying cards since before the this big run up here. Yeah. So I I think it's both. I think it's a combination of more demand from the crypto scene and a combination of more demand from gamers. More people have picked up the hobby. Yeah. Um, speaking of crypto, have you been following the uh, the crash, crash that's the been crash. taking place over the last little bit here? Not thoroughly. I know it exists. I know it's happening. Um, but I don't know, like, very notable details about it. Uh, well, it's going down. And this is this is something really interesting. So enter a search term. Um, oh, dang. Gosh darn it. Hold on a second. No problem. No problem. Okay. And then I want to compare... Uh, to check this out somebody showed this to me and i was like holy crap is this it oh no nfts have overtaken crypto i think nfts are overtaking crypto because memes in google trends i think i think people are memeing on it yeah but here's the thing is everybody in on the joke no okay yeah fair enough <laughs> Have you seen Cryptoland or Cryptolandia or whatever it's called? No. Uh, What's Cryptolandia? Yeah, Cryptoland. Yeah, this is it. It's not Cryptolandia. Here, I'll, uh, I feel I'll like that would have been a better name. Screen. Um, oh, there's that email. That's fine. Um, what am I looking does at Does this here? have audio right now? It's it's a video promoting Cryptoland. Cryptoland is a place where you can buy. Oh, there is audio. Let's uh, Let's stop that. Um, you can buy property. There's like clubhouses and stuff. They have different names for the different areas. Like, uh, I, I don't remember something, something Hills is where you can actually like buy your property. Um, and it's all exclusive and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's all digital. It's obviously not real property. My brain hurts. <laughs> it's, um, it's an amazing, it's an amazing video. They're, they're having some PR problems, you know, because like someone tweeted at them asking what the, um, what the age of consent was. Uh, and they tweeted back a reply saying mental maturity, mental maturity, mental maturity should be more than enough. Uh, so that was awesome. That was really, uh, wow. Classy. That was very classy to be fair. I don't necessarily know. There might've been a language barrier they might not have known what that person meant etc um but yeah very fantastic so people like memeing on things like that and nfts are like as far as i can tell twitter's favorite pastime right now is just making fun of nfts um well okay except that in other news this week, Twitter has announced NFT profile pictures yes. on iOS. Which, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, is is like, what would you call it? Bully baiting? Like it's, if you, if you actually set your thing to one of these NFT profile pictures, which has a different shape around it. Because no one would know if it's just a bad drawing or an NFT, right? So it's really, really hard to tell the difference. So they have to make it a different shape. Uh, so it, it's kind of a giveaway. Um, something that people have been doing is making it so the the background for Twitter that they they color match as part of their profile picture so they can make the shape. Yeah. Even if they don't have an NFT. 
<laughs> which is pretty funny. And couldn't um, you just mint your own NFT anyway? Oh no, that like costs money. I'm not. I'm not spending money. You on could that. do it though. Ugh. Yeah. Cringe. Some some guy tweeted out, um, frustrated that people could just screenshot and then mint copies of the NFT, and then somebody retweeted it with their own profile picture changed to his NFT. Yeah. So funny. I thought that was genuinely hilarious. Uh, but yeah, on Thursday, Twitter launched a new feature for owners of non-fungible tokens, NFTs, to use them as profile pictures. Um, how is that different from using it as your profile picture already? Well, it's a hexagon. Neato. Uh, it was a matter of time until Twitter capitalized on the enthusiasm of its users with stoned ape avatars. There's also other NFTs. Um, the social media platform added crypto wallet support back in September, but there's a gotcha. You need to be paying $3 a month for Twitter Blue. Nice. That's smart. If they're going to buy NFTs, they'll probably buy Twitter Blue. Um, the new feature also allows NFT owners to show off their stats. If you click on a hexagon NFT profile picture, it brings up the details of what makes the uh, NFT unique. Wow, so cool. You know what, Luke? What's up? This is just in-game cosmetics. We were sitting there, sticks in the mud, going, this is stupid. No one will do this. It's horse armor. Who needs it? And now horse armor is like, I mean, we've been we've been playing Halo Infinite, right? Yeah. And one of the things that Luke and I like to do when we play Halo Infinite is talk about the people that we see. Uh, you know that that cringy uh, cinematic that it runs every time you enter a match that exists only to show off <laughs> <laughs> only to show off people's armor the, the skins that they've purchased yeah so one of our one of our pastimes is just uh, talking smack about everyone who spent actual real freaking money on digital uh, digital armor but it's a lot of people it's a lot it's like almost every pug that we get it's it's really extensive yeah. And so as much as we're sitting here going, this is stupid, NFTs are stupid, it's not any different. It's the same thing. People already <sighs> paid money for it, just pictures. It's not, uh, this might make it worse, but in-game cosmetics are not exclusive, usually. Unless they're also NFTs. There, there's pushes by companies to make in-game cosmetics NFTs. So... That's the thing. I think the concept of what NFT is is fine. Is interesting. Yeah. It's it, very interesting. But it is just I think ripe for abuse. The application that is being used of this concept almost exclusively is trash. Um, I, I think it could be used for very interesting things. Um, just like with a lot of crypto stuff and a lot of blockchain stuff, it's, it's an incredibly powerful, very interesting system. Yep. And I think it's most often used for just like trash yeah i mean it's not just true of a lot of things to be fair it's just that it's not any dumber than what we already had it's not any dumber than your stupid gem certificate for your stupid rock that is not rare <laughs> uh buying a buying a star or whatever yeah it's yeah. it's no dumber than your than your stupid acre of land that you own on the moon or 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 whatever right like i i just don't see the i don't see the difference and so if people have demonstrated time and time and time and time again that they will accept this, then we can meme all we want. But in the mainstream, you can clearly see it in Google Trends. NFT, 
officially has more interest in it than crypto as well, a search term. I think it being so more I should different just do it. Fine. I should just mint NFTs. No. Why don't I just mint NFTs because of like my make, face and sell them? You make fun of people with in-game cosmetics and you make fun of NFTs. So you why just not just why not just be hypocritical? Why not just do both? Why not just sell t- them and then make you. fun of the people who buy them? I did tell you you should make a computer NFT. Can I can I can, can I just do that? Can I can I make it and then just like trash on you for yeah. buying it? There's people that do that for sure. Yeah, that's definitely like look at look at this look at this crap, look at this crap. Apparently, some YouTubers made like twenty three million dollars selling NFTs in ten minutes. I don't know who these people are, but apparently they're awful. So I'm not going to shout them out. But um, I'm I'm just sitting here going, I, I, well, well, if it's free money, fine, fine, shower me with it. I I don't know, man. Oh. <sighs> Make fun of the NFTs with the NFT. But that's the thing. That's the thing. As soon as you get that meta, are you really joking anymore? Right? Like, as soon as I buy a car with my NFT profits, is it a joke anymore? Or am I seriously an NFT peddler? We know it's a link, not an image. It's fine. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's totally fine and valid make gpu nfts it's the only thing people will be able to afford and then make fun of the people that buy it as long as you are super open about it the whole time i mean i was pretty open about the expensive edition cpu pillow yeah i was like look this is this pillow costs too much yeah it's a it's a dumb product that we didn't make in the first place because it didn't make any sense but you guys asked us to make it so we did yeah we've sold like almost half of them yeah <laughs> it's crazy in a week yeah I don't know. It's fine to me. We're not bringing back more, by the way, guys. Uh, that's it. That's all. It's gone when it's gone. Sell NFTs and donate the money. This is the mentality of everyone looking at crypto and NFTs right now. Oh, well, if it's easy money, then why not? I, 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 don't, I don't know, guys. I, tell me tell me why not to mint. Have, have Sarah whip up a cool little GPU icon that you can use as your Twitter profile picture. Convince me not to. I mean, you know what the funny thing is, is that when we talked about doing like a Linus coin or or whatever, like doing like a, a cryptocurrency back in the day, we were trying to remember, we like actually talked, we seriously talked about doing, we were like, we're going to do it because we were trying to come up with ways that it would actually be useful. And that's the problem. You don't do that. We shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you just do it. We should have just not bothered. We should have just released it, not cared at all. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. One thing that I found kind of interesting is a lot of the I looked into a bunch of crypto projects because I was like, are there I, I was basically trying to think like like boink and folding. Sure. Like why don't they pay out a coin? And then I was like, oh, maybe they do. And then I found projects that effectively pay you out for work done on boink or folding. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I figured out that the coins are worth basically nothing because no one actually cares. They just want money. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. I thought like if we could if we could make it so that you're, you you might not even break even, but if we could make it so that there's some benefit towards using that computing power for something that's actually helpful for anything in the world, that would probably be kind of cool instead of just burning stuff for like no reason. Um, but yeah, no one cares. So that sucks. <laughs> oh, I had no. You know what? I was talking about Think Geek today, Oliver. Because I, I ran into that human body organ, like, lunchbox thing we had that was part of our... I just wanted some stuff to, like, 
put on set that was kind of nerd culture, but not just computer hardware. And so I tasked everyone with like spending $150 on ThinkGeek so that we'd have like kind of some cool stuff kicking around. Anyway, that's one of the ones that has made it all the way from seven, eight years ago or whenever we bought that stuff to now. And I was like, oh yeah, ThinkGeek. Is ThinkGeek still a thing? I, Apparently they're not. They got bought by GameStop and they suck. And Oliver asked, have you considered carrying a curated selection of third-party products in LTT store? I don't know. I guess we could. Uh, it hasn't really occurred to us before, though, to be perfectly blunt with you. I, uh, a while ago, like during COVID, it was asked if, if people could just like deconstruct my desk, basically, because I hadn't been there for like a year mm -hmm. or something. And I said, yeah, sure. And they were like, you have a bunch of like stuff. What do you want us to do with this? And I was like, okay, well, I mean, if there's anything neat, you guys can just like have it, right? Like whatever, it's fine. And there's a bunch of stuff from back in the Think Geek days. And then there was another one that you did later. I think when we first moved in here, I think you did like a hundred bucks to like decorate your work area. Yeah. There was a bunch of stuff from the Think Geek days and that, that I still had around my desk. Nice. Like a map of Mordor. Nice. Like a, a Nuka-Cola sign and all this kind of stuff. And I noticed if you walk through the logistics section, they're all like around. <laughs> so they still exist. I thought that was kind of cool. I went into the bathroom upstairs and one of them's on the wall in there. And I'm like, hey, they actually like, they did it. They didn't just throw it away. They like just redeployed it. I thought that was actually pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here is, oh man, this is NFT. I know it's still COVID right now. Uh, Samsung, their new SOC features RDNA 2 graphics and ray tracing. The ray tracing probably won't amount to anything, but the RDNA 2 graphics sound amazing. The Exynos 2200 was built oh. on four nanometer EUV, eight cores in a tri-cluster configuration, so a high-powered Cortex-X2 flagship core, three Cortex-A710s, and four efficient A510s. Oh, this thing sounds amazing. Support for camera sensors up to 200 megapixels. Okay, and RDNA 2 features like variable rate shading and ray tracing for what Samsung claims will be console-like graphics. Pretty impressive. GPU performance has been a weak point in the past for Exynos chips, so this could be a huge step forward, but Samsung's announcement was surprisingly light on details, which some are taking as a bad sign. They could also be holding their cards close to their chest, so we might have to wait for the S22 lineup of phones to find out what is shaken here. In our, in our final news, Valve has been validating titles for the Steam Deck. That's right. You can find titles that are verified as working perfectly, uh, working playably, and unsupported. So, so much for that whole every game on Steam will work, but I don't think anyone sensible was ever going to th believe that anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy this is happening. Um I was not entirely sure how in they were going to go with uh, like making this rating system an official Valve thing. Yeah. Um, because they had those verified titles. We talked about this when we were trying to write the script. They had that initial list of verified titles, but then they never really expanded on it in like two months. And I was like, is this actually going to be a thing? Yeah. Or are they just going to leave it up to, to ProtonDB? Um, I'm happy that it's actually becoming a thing. Um, I, I think that's actually going to mean a lot. Uh, for the community and for 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 Linux developers and everything else in general, it's also going to be a way to incentivize developers to bother to work with Valve to get it to work properly. Because yeah. if you can be promoted under that tab, you know Valve's going to be pushing it hard. Oh yeah, it's going to be a way to sell your game. Yeah, like, so that, let's go. That, that is a direct incentive for for Linux development and support, and that is 
big. And people on Steam Decks, and there are going to be a lot of them, mm-hmm. are going to be hungry for games to play that yeah. run great on Steam Deck. Yeah. Like, it's going to be console. This is really right? cool. This it's is exciting. really good for Linux. This is really good for gamers. This is just, this is good. This is good, good, good. I, hopefully, there's going to be more than 38 of them. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> they'll come. They'll come. Give, it, give them time. Yes. Yeah, give Gabe time. He doesn't run so fast anymore. Oh. All right. Now it's time to dig into the merch messages. Just got my new water bottle lanyard. Lab absolutely love them. Have you considered doing different sticker designs on the included stickers? I have about five packs of the same stickers. Okay, we are working on other free items. Yeah. Should I talk about that? Yeah, sure. So we're working on a thing uh, where on checkout, essentially, there will be like a shelf. I, I We have very... Uh, non-final names for it right now but there will essentially be like a free shelf of things and you get to pick one and there will be like the current things that we have that are free that can go along with your order and you can pick from them uh one yeah. of the things we're working on is a coloring card of the gpu wasteland um desk pad design so that was a suggestion that we got and we loved it and then we took it one step further and Creator Warehouse is moving into a new space. So what we're going to do is we are actually going to make the backside of it a postcard. So what people can do is they can color it, send it to us, so it'll be a pre-addressed postcard. So they'll color it, send it to us, and then we're going to make a wall in the new Creator Warehouse space that is going to be covered in these colored uh, GPU Wasteland uh, postcards. So we thought that was kind of a cool idea just to just to make it more real, right, for the team over there. Like, hey, everything that we make is actually going into the hands of a real actual person who, had some of them anyway, cared enough to fill out this thing and send it back to us so that we could see a representation of them on the wall. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, Dominic asks, might be a bit out of scope for the channel, but any interest in some data science content? Um, it's something that is hard to make a visually interesting video about. Like, that's the challenge is we have to deal with the limitations of the media. It's video. It has to be visual. I think I think there is potential. We are hiring a data scientist, obviously, so maybe they can help us with some direction there. I think it would mostly be, uh, like, sidebar things within another greater video, um, like better benchmarks for data science stuff because we happen to have a data science person on staff that can help advise us on those things. That would be great. Um, and also, I mean, you saw that video, but this was more AI. Um, but the video of those little, the the seekers and the hiders. Oh, that that uh, that was fascinating. Was if we could drive stuff like that, like that could be interesting content. But I think that's few and far between. Yeah, and that's like a team of scientists working yes. on a project like yeah, that. It's yeah. not the kind of thing that we could so recreate. I kind of doubt it, but maybe sidebar things within other videos. Uh, this is from James. Throughout your career, have you regretted making or not making a decision? Perhaps a decision that you didn't make fast enough and missed an opportunity. Uh, yeah, we both almost went really hard into Bitcoin mining in 2010. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. we were really close to doing it, and then we were like, uh, we had all these cards and all these benches just sitting around. And yeah. I, don't, I don't even fully remember the reason why we didn't do it. I think we just uh, we were just lazy. Well, we were really busy at the time, to be fair. Yeah, but yeah. Well, no, because I had it all set up on some benches, and I just like turned it off. I was like, I don't know, they're kind of loud. Like it was, it was something that I could literally just power up when I left the studio and then like turn off when I needed to film and I just couldn't be bothered. Yeah. I mean, someone sent me uh, uh, a moment from the WAN show from like 2013 that aged like fine milk. 
someone bought a house with crypto or something like that or sold oh, a house with crypto. Twitter, yeah. yeah, and I watched I watched it and I was just like, oh boy. I was like, yeah, I Bitcoin's didn't... not going anywhere. Blah blah blah. I'll eat my hat. Like, oh okay. I didn't end up watching it. Was I it's... was I with you on that one? I didn't watch. I couldn't watch any more than my initial hot take. Yeah. I was like, quote me on this. Oh no. Way to go. It's like, oh no, I got quoted. Darn. Yeah, Way to not, go, not Linus. There's definitely. I mean, there's regrets and stuff, but you just gotta move on. Yep. Um, no, the pink and green beanie is never coming back to the store. Sorry, it was a limited edition thing. Linus, what's the right to repair laws like in Canada? Uh, truthfully, I don't know. We get more American news up here than we get Canadian news. And honestly, a lot of a lot of can- Canadian stuff like that, they just we just follow the Americans. Yeah, because it's in some ways. Um, kind of detrimental to us to have different policies because all of a sudden manufacturers are disincentivized to support the Canadian market because we're creating a bunch of extra work for them. So, yeah. We usually just follow them. Yeah. Uh, uh, please just put bilingual, you know, French on the package and then we're good. <laughs> eh? <Yeah. laughs> Je ne sais pas. Um, Soda mousse. <laughs> Costa. What do you think about the 42-inch LG OLED for desk use? Uh, I think that as long as you don't fear burning, so you're willing to turn the you're willing to turn the brightness down, you might do all right. I'm looking to build a computer that will be good for computational fluid dynamics. What components should I spend more on to get the best bang for my buck? Well, you should try to figure out if computational fluid dynamics are uh, CPU bound or GPU bound, and then go hard in that direction. Uh, Frosty Kygor asks, got my expensive edition CPU pillow today. It has a smell to it, kind of a mix of dirt and acetone. Anything like this come up with the samples? Um, the it, it goes away, but it's stuffed with alpaca fur. It's not like a synthetic thing. So it actually, yeah, it does, it does have a bit of a scent to it. <laughs> I mean, that makes a, sense. There's a freaking lot of it in there. It's like <laughs> half an alpaca worth of fibers. <laughs> Um, Chrono Trigger had a bunch of rock band references, uh, including characters named Flea, Slash, and Ozzy, and uh, related to hiring a tech. Oh, at least you wouldn't have to create training materials, just a curated playlist from your YouTube channel. Yeah. There's more to it than that. I'd want them to do better than what they just learned watching our videos, because a lot of the time, we leave a lot out. Yeah. Have you ever ever considered picking up game devs for labs slash videos? Being a game artist myself, I always find myself watching LTT and having my own wisdom I wish were included or explored in other vids at a surface-ish level. Um, it w- we'd be interested in it, but it couldn't be someone's primary skill set. Yeah, they'd have to be a testing person. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. so that'd be pretty tough. Hey, Mr. Skywalker, I guess this one's for you. Okay. Is there any way to watch live streams on iOS right now? Uh, like in Flowplane, I guess. If they miss the notification, apparently it's just gone and they have to wait for the VOD. Weird. That shouldn't be the case. I Jaden's in the chat. We'll figure that out. Mark A we've asks... Been, we've been essentially blocked for iOS development for a long time. We are not currently blocked. So there has been a few recent updates uh, and things are being fixed and, and brought up to, to, to where it should be uh, as fast as we can. Uh, yeah, Jaden in Floatplane Chat just said that doesn't sound right. I feel like there might be a flow problem here, um, but we'll we'll look into it. Maybe message Floatplane support so that we can actually respond to you. Can you hit a CPU or GPU with a controlled load so that it stays at a specific temperature? I want to use a PC to heat an insulated water bath and cook a steak sous vide style. Could be awesome. Okay. That sounds like the pizza heater computer. You'd be far better off just hitting it with a sous vide, uh, 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 um, <laughs> like a maximum, a full load, 
and then uh, when the temperature gets to the right point, backing off the load and just controlling it PWM style rather than DC style, if you kind of catch my drift. Yeah. Also, use a sous vide. Would you be interested in hiring someone just for the workshop? I did machining apprenticeship in Germany at Mercedes. I've been working there for two years now. I'm a Canadian citizen. Yeah, it would be tough because everything we do in the shop has a purpose other than just like doing things in the shop. I, I don't think we're at that scale yet, basically. What do you think it would take for Right to Repair to really take off and make a big impact? I mean, it takes consumers demanding it, Eric. Uh, there's a lot of people in Flowplane chat right now saying that it works just fine on iOS. Okay. Uh, there's someone who's watching on desktop and they opened their app without the notification and opened the stream on iOS by clicking the live button. So I think it works. I think there's just maybe a flow problem. Uh, Matthew asks, looking for a good dual monitor stand with one monitor on top of the other, not side by side. Any suggestions? I've been happy with my Vivo stuff. It's cheap and cheerful. Not the best, not the worst. Uh, I haven't tried their top box. Oh, wait, I, I have. I did a video where I upgraded to two of LG's super mega ultra wides a while back, and I believe I Stack used them. a stand from Vivo. It's fine. Any thoughts on a boot cut sock? I'd love to have something to wear during work. Yeah, we're going to do socks eventually. Give us time. Do you think it makes what? When do you think it will make more sense for a PC gamer to buy a 4K TV instead of a monitor? I mean, I'm already running a 4K TV instead of a monitor. So I would say the time, the time is now. The screwdriver will have a black cap, and there will also be an orange cap version. There are going to be two different versions, and for influencers, we're going to do special versions in their own colors, which I'm super excited about. We found a place that'll do super low-volume injection molding, and we managed to get colors for, like, iJustine, uh, like a blue for Gamers Nexus. We've got... Uh, oh, what's uh, Jerry Rig Everything's color? I can't remember, but, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be super cool. William asks, how much performance am I losing? VR, 9900K, Z390, PCIe Gen 3, EVGA, FTW3090. Should I upgrade to 12th Gen? I mean, most VR games are really designed for lowest common denominator anyway. Yeah. So I would say you're probably getting as much meaningful performance it's, as you can. It's also going to super depend on your application. There's a huge range in VR. Um, I, would, I would check how you're game is performing and if you need more performance go for it question for luke usually with rolling up long sleeve shirts ends up with the sleeves sleeve collars getting stretched out for me so wearing the sleeves all the way out feels weird have you experienced any permanent stretching with the short circuit shirt the it, it might look big um but no there's no stretching here oh and okay. i i like exclusively wear it rolled up Okay. Uh, I have had the same problem with other shirts. I've had shirts become like kind of weird. I've actually had shirts make it so that I have to roll it in a different way because it gets so loose. But so far, I mean, I, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but so far I've had no issues here. Zach, excited for the hoodie. Do you have any thoughts on the state of Twitch? OG staff leaving, COO left, DMCA not profitable. Most importantly, we still don't know why Dr. Disrespect got banned. Keep up the great work. Uh, not profitable is it's almost certainly going to stay that way. Streaming is extremely expensive. Video, online video is just extremely expensive as is. And then you add streaming to it and it becomes more expensive. Um, like by a lot. Yeah. And then you, you put Twitch prime in there. So they're just throwing free money all over the place and it, it's just crazy. Um, in terms of everyone leaving, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, I mean, there's a video from like forever ago. Uh, where I say something about bleeding purple because I thought Twitch was just so cool because Twitch was just awesome back in the day and it's just not anymore and that's just a fact 
I also um, just wonder how much of it was not awesome, but rather just hadn't come to light yet. That's probably true. Uh, I think the main thing that I thought was awesome back then was just streaming video was so new. And I thought the technology was just super cool. Right. That's um, fair. I'm talking, this is all a long time ago, like a right. very long We're time ago. We're talking when Justin.tv still existed. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Uh, I think this was, this video would have been like 2011, 2012. Right. Okay. Twitch was interviewing people at PAX talking about like Twitch. It was a very long time ago. Um, it They were recording VODs about Twitch at PAX because IRL streaming was not a thing. Right. This is a long time. Um, I, I think the platform has also become very different than it was back then. Um, it's now a streaming for everything platform. Yep. Um, I think, what is it? A talk show or IRL or whatever. I don't watch that much Twitch. Um, being the top category on Twitch all the time is a big example of that. Sure. Um, where back in the day, a lot of the top creators were just like these really good gamers that would barely even say anything and people were just there to watch their gameplay. Yeah. And now it's very much like uh, culture streams and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. That was so weird taking the headphones off and actually hearing you. <laughs> uh, What's try this? not to lose my hat here. I never shouted out this new design. Yeah. It went up on the store, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Um, man, what's it called again? Like RGB or... Um, RGB diode t-shirt? RGB diode, that's right. So it's inspired by subpixels. Oh, okay. That's okay. the idea, by like subpixel patterns. And then I, you know, it's one of those ones that's like stealth nerdy. Like unless you know, unless you recognize that, you'd have no idea. You'd just think, oh, like that's a cool... That's a cool design. I thought it was supposed to be like a w interesting take on like an RGB tech linked logo. Yeah. So I told Nick I'd talk about this one because I forgot to talk about it the week that we launched it. And it's always nice to give the designers a shout out on the show yeah, rather cool. than just like having it go live. And it's been selling really well. Like People are super into it. Uh, but I, I never I never did shout it out properly. Uh, no, we don't have any plans for formal pants, Brandon, unfortunately. I love the server content you guys do, says Logan, in the future. Any more plans to do server-related content? Absolutely. We experienced some data loss recently, so you're going to see some vlogs about <laughs> that. Um, yeah, I'd say it's normal for Joy-Cons to feel like they're kind of low quality, and here the springs on the triggers, John. Yep. I may have asked this before, but what are the estimated launch times for screwdriver and backpack? I don't know. We get that question literally every week. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Always enjoy the show. Serious props to both of you for everything. Quick question about labs. Ideas, plans, and thoughts about testing anything in the audio space. Uh, we, are, uh, we are definitely currently working on uh, the interview process for someone who was formerly at a very well-known audio publication. Uh, we, would, we would like very much to, um, to add someone with that kind of expertise to our team. So stay tuned. Nothing is set in stone yet. I actually have a call that's labs related when I'm driving home from WAN show today uh, that will maybe be a team lead for the lab. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. so we're chatting. That's cool. We're chatting. That's really cool. Is this the first chat? This is my first chat. Got so it. I've texted, like we've been in touch. This is someone I know. And then James and Kyle have interviewed and they, they agree with me. Because uh, they had, well, they hadn't met this not person. Surprising, they hadn't met them, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But they, they're like, okay, we see why you want this person. Yeah. And I kind of went, yep, yep. <laughs> that makes sense. So I'm, I'm excited. We're going to chat about it. We're going to talk about some of the more nitty gritty details. Like, uh, yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Um, Labs is going to be a big investment, dude. Yeah. But that's okay because Luke has seen the roadmap for some of the site features we have planned. Oh, it's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I'm going to have to hire more people for that. This the is why the scope is increasing. Okay. I may just be an idea man, as they're called. He's got some good ideas, though. But I got some good ideas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,. I, I shared it with the team, by cool. the way. What they think? think it's, they people think it's cool. Okay. Yeah. I did tell them, like, if this group of people that I'm currently talking to is working on it, it's only this little section at the top. So don't freak out. Because, <laughs> like, when MVP. I first showed it, MVP. You just hear, yeah, you just hear silence for a little bit. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, no. Um, oh, no. Speaking of uh, good things, though, you want to share my screen? I'd love to. Uh, we launched the Deskpad configurator that Jaden, or sorry, Conrad just reminded me about it in the float plane yeah. chat. Yeah. I should have brought this up earlier. This is super cool. Um, now, when you are, my resolution here is a little low, so the the, the menu is large. But uh, now, if you're if you're shopping for a desk pad, they're all the same price. Very cool. But there's tons of different sizes. And if you don't have a measuring. There's so uh, many, it could be confusing. Yeah. So you, you could put in the theoretical aspect size of a desk, or you could even plan a size of a desktop that you're cutting and making yourself or whatever. Or that you're based buying. Based on uh, uh, how this ends up looking like. So you can see different sizes of desk pads um, and you can see what they would look like uh, on your desk you can show your peripherals uh, you can add different amounts of monitors so if you want to have like three monitors you can do that you can move them all independently you can enable rotations you can like actually set up your desk how your desk is set up at home which is like actually pretty sweet uh, i'm just going to do some stuff here you can you can get different peripherals. So if you're like, hey, the desk pad has has a huge variety of colors on it. I want my peripherals to be RGB so that they match. You can do that. Apparently that moves the monitors. Don't worry about it. Um, there's also a variety of desk styles, so different woods, and then there's also an RGB option, so you can change it to whatever the heck color you want. And then whenever you're happy with whatever desk pad size you want, you can add it to cart. Very cool. Um, yeah. someone pointed out that capital M, capital M, it would be mega somethings, not millimeters. Oh, wow. Mega miles. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, <laughs> let's fix that. <laughs> That's pretty minor. That's pretty minor. Yes, yeah. it means millimeters, you guys. It might be a font thing. To be so honest. it's easier than ever to get an awesome desk pad for your desk. It's also kind of fun to just kind of play with it. To give you some idea of how popular the Northern Lights desk pad has been, we have 35,082 reviews. 3,500. Or 3,500. Sorry, yeah. sorry 3,582 reviews. And we didn't even turn on reviews because we didn't have them yet until well into the life cycle of that oh, yeah. product. It's yep. been crazy. And now we've made it even easier to kind of figure out which one's right because that's been the big thing for people is like, hey, it actually fits. The When you add more options... Um, which option you should choose becomes less clear. Yeah. So making it really easy. Like, yes, obviously people can figure it out. They have tape measures. They have spatial reasoning, stuff like that. But being able to be very sure is cool. And also being able to con conceptualize that way. Oh, if I got this size of a desk, what size of desk pad could I have? How could I set up my peripherals, et cetera? It's just, it's an interesting tool. Jacob W., if I had a 1050 Ti today, I would game on that. And I would watch this crypto crash real close. It could maybe be happening. 
because we, we need crypto to crash. As long as it keeps going up, GPU prices will just go up because it's a completely different calculus for someone who's deciding to buy a GPU based on a profitability calculation. Yeah, as long as there's GPU mineable crypto that people care about. Yes. Yeah. What about a DIY channel? The problem with DIY channels is that they tend to be more niche. And you have to be better than DIY perks. We have to be, well, it's not even just that. Like, no one's better than DIY perks. <laughs> that was my, yeah. So, like, the ROI from a business standpoint is not great. The vision for labs is a lot bigger than a YouTube channel. And that's how we can justify something that is so much work. Um, and so much cost. We could spend money like that starting a DIY channel. And realistically, as far as I can see, we'd only ever really be able to monetize it in the same way that we could something like Short Circuit, which frankly costs us next to nothing. Um, and so why are we reaching for this extremely high fruit when we can take a low-hanging one? Or we, could, or we could do something that's much, much bigger than either of those things. I only have so much capital. I only have so much time. I only have so much space and staff. So we have to pick our battles. And I've chosen labs as the battle that we're going to fight this year. So you know what? Never say never. But it's not in the cards for the time being. Also, I don't think there's any plans for different colors of the crew neck sweater. And watch DIY Perks because he's awesome. Um, Finally able to catch live from Malaysia. What's the price of the screwdriver? Well, hopefully in the neighborhood of 6969 69 is, uh, is the goal. I've been watching since internet in Cuba wasn't available. Had to pay for USB drives with videos on them. I've actually wanted to, I think I pitched years ago talking about sneaker net in Cuba. Yep. And the I basically USB said, look, I, I can't fly to Cuba to make this video, but that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. But it, it's so I, it's kind of cool knowing that there was LTD videos on flash drives being handed around in Cuba. That's that's interesting. That's amazing. Um, getting into 3D modeling, Ryzen 7 2700X or Threadripper 1920X. Oh, what was the 1920X? Was that the 16? No, no. Was that an 8-core? Uh, I would say there's not going to be much difference between those two. Was the 2700X an 8-core? If I recall correctly, it was. I, I would I would get whatever you can get a cheaper motherboard for at this point, which is probably going to be the 2700X. Any chance of LTT jeans? No. Uh, no, we are not redesigning the backpack to accommodate the new larger water bottle size because it would have to have a holder like it's this enormous. big. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on bioimplant RFID chips in humans. I, the only reason I don't have one yet is because we were planning to, a bunch of us, go down to Seattle where there's a place that does it on a field trip, all get them and then come back and make a video about it. But then COVID happened. I'd go with you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Bio I mean, if I could like, yeah, if I could open a door by just like touching a thing. So cool. I, so cool. Bring it on. Yeah. What, I could get a little gangrene from the thing no problem <laughs> in all seriousness ltt stealth gloves when gloves, gloves? We have the same <laughs> response to that <laughs> so, sorry is anyone asking for this what is a stealth glove i don't really i saw I someone don't. ask for fingerless gloves like for what though i don't know i i don't know what we have to contribute to the glove market yeah yeah there's some pretty good gloves out there the wife likes the beard that's why it's staying 
Love the desk configurator. I love the desk configurator. I've been wondering hey. which one to get. Paul H. There. Nice. First confirmed desk configurator user. Perfect. Hey, I want to build my first computer. My MacBook Pro is oh. slowing down. I want to get off a console for gaming. What CPU should I start with? Ryzen 5 or Ryzen 7? Get a Ryzen 5. We should have added tracking so we could tell how many people clicked add to cart through the configurator versus through the page. That seems like the kind of thing that um, developers would want to spend extra cycles doing so they can justify their existence. But don't worry. You guys are great. Don't bother. I believe in it. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it would potentially drive development for future tools in the, later on. That's, because if no one used it, then we shouldn't make anything like that in that's the future. That's true. But if people love it, then we should. If make people don't use it, it, though, then it's an accessibility issue because it's great. Okay. I, don't, I don't need data to tell me it's great. Okay. It's great. So we're going to make more things like that. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't need that tool. <laughs> Someone's going to build it anyway. <laughs> I, I don't control that team. I don't even know who's in Well, I know who's in charge of it, but like, yep. sometimes well, we he's not even in charge. We won't make it now. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, ever thought of doing gym gear? Yes. <laughs> unless unless someone does it on Creative Day. <laughs> but I think he has more interesting things to do on Creative Day. I think it's fine. Um, we are working on swim shorts. We're working on long exercise pants. We're working on an exercise t-shirt. Other than that, I can't promise anything. Would the banana be okay as a dog toy? No. Not recommended. Don't mind me. Just hoping when hoodies get back in stock soon. Yeah. Heck yeah, Jeremy. Me too. Your show has helped my wife feel more confident approaching tech. She recently built her first computer. Uh, recently received the underwear and my my <laughs> and my scrotum has never known such comfort. Uh, my wife would like to know how close uh, the women's underwear is. Um, not that close. We have designs. We're at the design stage. Probably we will work with um, the same or similar manufacturer to our men's underwear, but we just don't. Uh, I don't like giving ETAs for things because as soon as I give an ETA, then I'm a liar because it ends up being wrong. <laughs> so why be a liar if you don't have to? Soon TM. Oakley says, for a NAS, would you recommend 5,900 or 7,200 RPM drives? If you need performance, 7,200 RPM. If you care more about power efficiency, then 5,900 is fine, just fine for long-term storage. Uh, will there be new base colors for t-shirts? Yes, they're all on that wall over there, but I have no e easy way of getting oh, I do have fine. I'll do you want me to get, get it? Them. No, okay. it's fine. I'll get okay. them. Rakim, making me get up. <laughs> Do you think the screwdriver will be a defendable tool purchase to submit for reimbursement from my company? To say it in another way, will it be more likely a best-in-class tool or a nice tool but still merch? I think best-in-class tool is kind of the goal. We worked with like a super legit company. I don't really name them off the top of my head. Um, what company did we work with for the screwdriver again? Uh, we worked with Megapro. Yeah. So Megapro, very well-known, like automotive-grade screwdrivers. Yeah. Um, we're using their patented design for the bit loader. We're using their patented design for the ratchet. We've worked very closely with them on the development of it. Really, our contribution is the, um, I mean, the tooling costs to make it because it's got a way slimmer handle and our custom length bits so that it can fit 12 bits in a really low profile um, like driver handle and the ergonomics. It's just no offense to Megapro. We love you guys. We want to work with you for a long time, but uh, we don't like the ergonomics of your drivers. Yeah, so I definitely wouldn't say it's just like a merge thing. It's a, it's a very serious tool. Yep. 
Thoughts on a pick your poison mentality for mobile manufacturers? Uh, it feels like a game of chance since every manufacturer and model seems to have their own problems. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you other than I think you kind of nailed it. Uh, there's no motherboard manufacturer that goes scandal free for longer than. They're also so rough right now. Like my, my brother's building a new computer and he was shopping for a motherboard and I was trying to help him shop for a motherboard. And the price that you have to pay for motherboards with like four USB ports is nuts. I know, right? It's so crazy. And like, it's not like, oh, they filled it with other like uh, IO options. Nope. It's just giant gaps in the shield. Like, oh my goodness. And these are like $350 motherboards. I hear you. What the heck? Put some USBs on it. <laughs> it's like the, one of the main things people are shopping for right now. Come on, you're a motherboard. It's boring. It's okay. Embrace it. I've uh, been watching since Cat Tips. I have been wondering if you have any plans for engineering uh, work slash shopware, specifically pants. We do have a shop jacket coming. Uh, no pants for the time being, and I don't think we have any electronics engineering technologist positions open, but you can always check the linusmediagroup.com website where we advertise all positions for Floatplane, Linus Media Group, as well as Creator Warehouse. Any chance on getting a video on setting up a home network, like what equipment you need, basic security, etc.? It's not a bad idea, but realistically, unless you know you need it, you're probably re fine with your ISP-provided modem. Like, really. Um, if your Wi-Fi doesn't suck, then it's fine. And if your Wi-Fi sucks, then get something new and that has better range and performance. Like, I, I don't know. It's one of those things that's become so commoditized at this point that... Commoditized? Commoditized? Which one is it? I don't know. Commoditized, I think? That I, I just, I don't think that most people really need anything special for it. I, I, I'm sure there's going to be people that are really upset about me saying that. Yeah, they're horrible. Sure, fine. But my parents don't need anything other than their ISP modem, so I left it there. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering why you didn't review the Odyssey Mobius. I thought we did do something on it on Short Circuit. Easily the best jacket I've ever... Oh. That one went away. No question. Cool. <laughs> Have you thought about opening a U.S.-based distribution facility to make the U.S. shipping and customs process easier? So it might make your life easier, but it makes mine a lot harder in terms of taxes. As soon as you have a physical presence in a state, you... Um, have to file with that state and it's like way more complicated so we're gonna stay Canadian for a bit. Um, yeah. No, there are no more bananas coming. Um, anytime soon or fruit or other objects william ben b <laughs> do you know about anything about getting variable refresh rate on a sony tv working on windows 11 the 6900 xt says variable refresh rate but the radeon settings only has FreeSync and says it's not supported as far as i know sony doesn't have FreeSync support i i guys correct me if i'm wrong here but i think sony is kind of dragging butt on that no idea Longtime fan of the show says, James, have you ever considered working with a streaming service to produce an animated comedy show based on the staff of Linus Media Group and the happenings around the office? No, I can't say I've done that. <laughs> I don't think it'd be that funny. No, probably not. Uh, I'm not planning a Galaxy Watch 4 review. Nobody watches smartwatch reviews. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I honestly pretty much just use it to tell the time. I, I don't even really know how it works. I've gone full boomer on my watch. Mike R says, howdy, possible to get an Apple-flavored channel in... Whoa, it's flying all over the place. Uh, Apple-flavored channel in Discord. Windows people make fun of us. Linux people make fun of us. We need a safe space. I don't know. Um, yeah, that sounds like... If you tweet that at Jake, Jake, maybe he yeah. could do it for you. Yeah. Uh, hey, yo, I got RFID tags in my hands 
for Tech Syndicate's video. Okay, one of mine stopped working after seven months. Word of warning, have a plan to get it out and swapped ahead of time. Oh, wow. Fair enough. Yeah, seems like it. Yes, I did order seven shirts. Okay, Blake. <laughs> They're not all for me. Is this a good idea? Gamerbed V2 with this monitor arm, the DW630W, and your setup for a computer in another room with the Corning Thunderbolt cable. It was nice to see the team at LTX just walking by and saying, hi, yeah, I wish LTX could ever be a thing again. Yeah. We did the official we did the official cancellation notification recently. Oh really? Yeah. Twenty twenty two is officially not happening. That is pretty cool though, having it come from above you. So you got your screen there. It's five hundred and forty five dollars for that monitor arm Ooh. though. Yikes. Uh, Kyle, looking into mid-range soundbars, wondering if there would really be much of a difference between eARC and ARC at the $400 to $500 price range. So eARC versus ARC is going to be a lesser concern than getting a good quality soundbar that makes good quality noises out of the front of it. Uh, obviously, eARC allows for higher bandwidth communication between the soundbar and the TV, but that's going to be wasted if it doesn't have like good speakers in it. So I, I, I wouldn't let that be the, um, the decision maker for me. I, I would aim for just better sound quality at that kind of a price point. Thanks for all the amazing content. Um, work only allows me to wear all black hats and shirts. Do you guys have any plans to do more gray or black stuff in the future? Yes. Yes, more. Uh, one of the things that we'd like to do is actually make our blanks available as just completely unlogoed, unprinted garments. So it's going to be part of Creator Warehouse's expansion into providing merch for other creators, as well as just a way to offer a slightly lower cost way to get just like comfortable Quality clothes. Quality shirt. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. Please give us an update on storage containers. Storage containers. No idea. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I bought my first parts for my first PC, waiting to buy a GPU like everyone else. I'm wondering if I should be hopeful for Intel Alchemist or wait for 40 series and hope I can get one. <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball. All I can say is uh, be rooting for the crypto crash if you want a GPU to be affordable anytime soon. All right. Uh, are there new desk pad designs coming? Yes. A while ago, right before COVID, I believe, you mentioned a big LTT store project you were excited for, said you were planning on even sponsoring other YouTube channels. Uh, yeah, that was intended to be the screwdriver. I think that based on how much money I just lost on having to, I mean, we're going to chase them for it, the deposit, but we could be out as much as 140 grand on our deposit to the, um, the Taiwan-based manufacturer that got acquired. Oh, what? Yeah, they were acquired by a major tool manufacturer, so they just like deprioritized our order. And just I'm getting flashbacks to front end design for Floatplane. Dragged their butts. Dragged I don't know their how many butts. People know that story, but yeah. So we've been really frustrated, and we found a uh, a factory in China that, quite frankly, the quality of the work is better anyway. So I think we're just gonna take the order there because the the Taiwan factory clearly doesn't want our business. So, uh, and it's like an obvious conflict of interest that they're owned by a competitor at this point. Oh yeah, definitely. I have a 32-inch 1440p 144Hz VA panel I want to upgrade. Where would you go? I have a 1080 Ti. That sounds like a pretty good place to be, quite honestly. Yeah, chill there. Yeah. Relax, hang back. Yeah, don't uh, don't overdo it. Yeah. 
Oh boy, I get to install Linux for my IT class. Wish me luck. Nice. Also, any plans for LTT gloves or fingerless gloves? Okay, here's another one. What, uh, Maybe it's the same person. <sighs> I, I can't imagine. We've never heard that request ever before. Yeah, what, what, what would be the value of LTT gloves? Is there some meme? Is there a meme going on? I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't think so, though. I don't think so. Also, Opera apparently overrides the checkout with a Shopify checkout, so people can't see merch messages on there. Oh, it's okay. No one uses Opera anyway. Cool feature, Opera. <laughs> uh, just got my indoor hoodie this week. Liked it so much, I ordered another. Any plans to do more nice. basic style clothing? Not a huge fan of the patterns, but if you did more stuff like the indoor hoodie, I would absolutely buy it. Yes, we absolutely will. That's uh, that's totally a plan. <gasps> I should go get the waffle shirt. I okay. can hang out. Yeah, yeah. Do merch message. Do they're okay. Gone, they're gone. So I'll chat. Talk to Float Full Plane. Chat talk to me, dudes. Or uh, or merch messages if they come in. I'm gonna bring the waffle shirt. LTT gloves for airsoft. You know, I've been trying to get Linus to do airsoft, but he always wants to do paintball. paintball. Yeah, he always yeah. wants. He always <laughs> wants to do paintball. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I I mean, there's no way we're gonna end up making paintball merch, but um, Linus and I go snowboarding as well i don't think we'd end up doing any snowboarding stuff hi Jaden. uh people are asking about the i i alluded to a story of front-end development on floatplane so when floatplane i hope he's not watching because it's not his fault but when floatplane was very young uh we worked with a fan who had a design studio in a different country um and he did very good work i wanted to work with him um he was fantastic super nice dude have met very few people in my life that are nicer than this guy i'm actually he's very cool i hope we're still very cool um he was really really good he had done some somewhat pro bono work for us in the past i wanted to work with him in a professional capacity in order to do that i had to work with his company Um, his company was also pretty neat Um, i negotiated a price with them which was still decently expensive but i guess they did a lot of work with companies that paid a lot more a lot of the design work that they did were for more like single image advertisements so they were much smaller jobs than like an entire website um but they they agreed to this price and then they were acquired and the company that acquired them had a lot of other really highly valuable work so because the price was low, they incredibly devalued it to the point of essentially not working on it at all for many, many months. And we were stuck with no design. And it was really, really, really frustrating to the point where I eventually just flew to Sweden, sat in their office and was like, do it now. <laughs> and then we got it done. Um, and then we didn't work with them after that. So that's how it worked. Hi. Hi. So this is cool. What is it? Hold on, I gotta not show my nips. So okay. is that still a rule? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I genuinely have no idea. I don't know what Twitch's rules are. Hold on. Oh. Urban Fervor said, "I miss your streams. You pretty much over that for the time being." No, I streamed this week actually. The waffle shirt. That actually looks really sharp. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a. got the like tag and stuff yeah 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 but uh, come on yeah it's just like a kind of a little bit warm not too warm like long sleeve just kind of presentable thing <laughs> people, um people apparently saw it oh whatever <laughs> i'm over it so yeah this is this is gonna be like a i guess it's merch but the only thing that makes it merch is this tiny little ltt tag at the bottom here 
And other than that, it's just a shirt. Is there like a thing on the back even? No, I don't think so. I shouldn't have leaned away. I was asking if there's a thing on the back, and no, there's nothing on the back. Nope, nothing on the back. Cool, right? Yeah, it looks good. Looks sharp. Um, no plans to do a follow-up on the Van Life PC, Chrissy. Please give an update on the storage containers you mentioned a couple weeks back. Oh, oh, the, that our merch keeps getting stuck in. Uh, no, it, it, oh. it just takes as long as it takes. We have... Yeah, it just they're happens. not exactly updating us on those. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, so frustrating. That looks really comfy. Yeah, yeah, it is comfy. It's like, it's a waffle shirt. I don't know. We Maybe that's not what it's supposed to be called, but it has like kind of a waffle uh, texture to the fabric. This was one of those projects where we found the fabric first and then tried to create a garment with it because we were like, oh, that's really cool. That's really nice fabric. It's got, it's not like the softest thing. It's kind of, it's kind of like the French Terry feeling Do in terms of, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a, I like that type of soft. It's light, it's breathable, yeah. which I really like because I get so warm. Mm -hmm. Like I always Me get too warm. So I need stuff that, that breathes a little bit. Um, and you know I, how the other shirt's called the party shirt? Uh, yeah, so the party shirt. It should be like the lounger shirt or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're just going to call it Waffle Shirt. You're actually going to call it that? I th probably, yeah. Cool. The Waffle Shirt. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Are we done, though? I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to The WAN Show. We will see you again next week. Same bad, terrible time. Same bad, terrible channel. <laughs> it's a bad channel. Bad channel. Shouldn't watch it. Bye. Brought to you by Mechanical Keyboards, FreshBooks, and Seasonic. By the way, fun fact, um, it's good that we haven't waited around for YouTube to fix Super Chats, because look at this. They are still not fixed. <laughs> Here is my viewer activity tab. Here is clear evidence of a Super Chat that I have no record of because I didn't previously click the viewer activity tab. Thank you so much, YouTube. This is worthless. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you should, instead of sending a super chat, which you should never, ever send anymore, you should buy something on lttstore.com. And even if you didn't need it, you can give it as a gift. The water bottles are a great gift. And then you can send your chat that way. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of the money going to Google, it will go to our warehouse manager, Patrick, and his team, and the creator warehouse team, and Linus Media Group, and, and the factories that we work with, and that'll be good. Yeah. And, and if Google wants your money, then they can build a feature that works. <laughs> and then we'll probably still use merch messages because it's getting constantly better. So get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and scene. <laughs>